Hello and welcome to episode number 52 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the Simjacker. Remember four episodes ago when I got probably some people worried talking about the concept of sending somebody a box with the extra added payload that might be able to get into your Wi-Fi network, spy on you, do some things as it sits on your front step or it sits on the desk in your office. Well, I knew that wasn't going to concern a whole lot of people because one, you would see the box and now you're aware of this. So you would know what to look for and you would say nobody's targeting you. But if they did, you would know because a box would show up. There would be some proof. You would see it. You would know somebody was trying to do some nefarious things in order to access your network, in order to access your data, in order to find out things about you that maybe you don't want them to know, or for them to access files of yours that maybe you don't want them to have. Well, the world just got a whole lot more complicated with this brand new exploit that's being dubbed Simjacker. The whole hacking and cracking thing is an interesting field to follow for me because it used to be pretty simple. Software was where the problems occurred. Software could be patched or you didn't have to use certain software. If it was your operating system, then you either had to find a better operating system or you had to make sure your operating system was patched in order for your device not to fall victim to a hacker. Recently, there's been a lot of exploits going on that dealt with machines based on their CPU, and that caused a whole bunch of problems for everybody involved because if the CPU was vulnerable, it really didn't matter what software you were running on the device. It didn't matter what your operating system was. The overall hardware of your system was the problem. That was the door people were using to get into your device to do bad things. Well, almost everybody listening to this show, if not everybody, owns a cell phone. And there's a variety of manufacturers of cell phones out there. And there's a few different types of operating systems that these systems run on, obviously. You have the iPhones, and then you have the Android devices, and then you have the third party, you know, the Windows phones and that that are out there. But what do all of these devices have in common? The SIM card. What turns out to have a glaring vulnerability? The SIM card. Yes, this is some really fun stuff to look at from the technological angle of this. And it's something that is completely terrifying when you look at this from the aspect of just how much security people really have with these devices, especially now. Cell phones, I mean, our computers are one thing. A lot of people only use computers for work now. It used to be the place maybe you stored your photos and all that, and your resume, and your emails, all of that, but all of these things are on your cell phone now. Something that you carry around with you. And as we've learned, a lot of people, including a lot of dumb celebrities, you know, take nude photos and stuff like that, and they have them on their device because they wrongly feel that they're secure. And for years, 
people have argued whether Android or Apple was more secure when it came to cell phones. And in this case, it looks like it's going to turn out to be the SIM card that maybe is going to take both of these sides down and show people exactly how much security they have, which in this case seems to be almost absolutely zero because these SIM cards that are in these devices, which is why this exploit is called the SIM jacker, is because on the SIM cards, almost all of them have a particular piece of software on them called the SAT or S ampersand T browser, which is a dynamic SIM toolkit. It's embedded under the SIM cards and it's widely used by mobile operators in at least 30 countries, according to the article over on hackernews.com. And it can be exploited regardless of which handset you're using. So it doesn't really matter if you're running Apple or Android or any other flavor of a mobile phone operating system. If you have a SIM card in your phone, which if you want to connect it to the mobile networks, you do, you're probably going to be in trouble when it comes to something like this SimJacker. According to the article I read on this at thehackernews.com, at least 30 countries have mobile operators operating that are using SIM cards that are susceptible to this hack. A specific private company that works with governments, it says, has also been actively exploiting the SimJacker vulnerability for at least the last two years to conduct targeted surveillance on mobile phone users across several countries. The browser, this SAT browser, short for Sim Alliance Toolbox Browser, is an application that comes installed on a variety of SIM cards. The article, it says, including eSIM as a part of the SIM toolkit that has been designed to let mobile carriers provide all your basic services, subscriptions, and the things that your mobile networks need to do. The browsers contain a series of instructions, such as sending a short message, setting up a call, launching a browser, providing data, running commands, and sending data. They can all be triggered by simply sending a properly formatted SMS message to your device. That's right. A simple text message to a phone with one of these SIM cards in it will let the attacker find out some interesting things about your phone and to be able to access data to install types of things. But let's take a little bit of a look at exactly what the SimJacker vulnerability does and what you need in order to be able to have, have a little bit of fun, to take part in this magical hacking experience. On the bright side, you know, if you're looking to get into hacking, it says it can all be done using a simple $10 GSM modem that will be able to perform several tasks on the target device. But what are these tasks that it will allow to be run on your cell phone if it's using one of these SIM cards? Well, it can receive the target device's location and IMEI information. So two really important things right here. The first, of course, being your GPS location. So privacy out the window. All somebody needs to know is your cell phone number to be able to send you a text message that will send a code into the SIM card that will provide you with the location. 
the IMEI information is basically the serial number of your phone that is used when it comes to the mobile networks to be able to know who's on the mobile network. When the device comes online, the mobile network needs something to know, hey, which device am I talking to? And it really makes me wonder if this couldn't be a part of what happened just to our our buddy Jack Dorsey from Twitter, who recently had his account uh, hacked, and they said it was due to a cell phone issue, and this could be it. This could be exactly what happened if somebody had his phone number. It's really simple. If you have the phone number, you're able to do a bunch of different things, which would then lead you to be able to cloning a device and things like that. Next on the list of what you can do with this vulnerability is spreading misinformation by sending fake messages on behalf of victims. Again, this is kind of why I wonder if this is what happened to Jack Dorsey, because a lot of people don't realize that Twitter will allow you, if you know how to do it, to text your message, text your tweet to post it onto Twitter. So again, if somebody gets a hold of Jack's phone and is able to take control of it, it wouldn't be hard, even without knowing his Twitter password, to be able to text tweets. And a whole bunch of tweets obviously went onto his account when it was hacked. Well, at least that's what they were calling it. But seeing this exploit, it might really explain fairly easily what happened with Jack, because this would seem to be a very easy way to go. Because you would think Jack would be a smart guy. At least I would think so. I mean, I don't agree with him politically, I would guess, but I would think he's a smart guy. That would be using something like two factor authentication to access Twitter. But when you can text message your tweets in, you know, you don't really need that second factor because it's believing that your phone is yours. And that may be what happened here. But the ability to send fake messages, I mean, just imagine where this is going to go in all sorts of different arenas from politics, obviously. I mean, come on, if you can get in and text as Trump. That could be that would be fun, right? You could have a little bit of fun with that. The next thing down the line of what you could possibly do with this sim jacker is performing premium rate scams by dialing premium rate numbers. That's right. You could dial phone numbers and connect just by sending a text message. So hey, if you're running a phone number, one of these things, you know, where you charge like $55 a minute, well, then you hack into somebody's phone and you have them call in. And then they're going to get charged. If anybody's ever had to deal with one of these things, it's very hard to get the rates reversed. And uh, it's nearly impossible. So you really, you got to watch these devices. I'm getting a little bit more worried about what these phones are actually going to be doing. We might be getting back to a point to where turning these things off is what you want to do. Number four on the list here of things you can do with this fun new SimJacker vulnerability spying on your victim's surroundings by instructing the device to call the attacker's phone number. So, hey, you want to listen in on what's going on? I mean, not only can you get the GPS information, that's enough. You can see where somebody is, but you're like, hey, I want to know what's going on. You have the device without them knowing, call you, turn the microphone on, you get to listen. So, yeah, that seems like it would be a little more than a slight privacy concern i mean you're worried about siri here and what you say or google now any hacker with the know-how with your phone number would be able to access your phone and open up that microphone 
and listen to exactly what's going on at your location at that particular time. And if all that wasn't bad enough, which is it can get your GPS location, it can find out the serial number of your phone, it can spread misinformation by sending fake text messages, it can dial phone numbers that you'll be charged for, and it can spy on you with your microphone in your phone. If that all wasn't bad enough, this particular software will also allow an attacker to open up any web page they want in the phone's browser. So, hey, you have a payload that needs to have a browser open to get the payload downloaded to do whatever you want to do. Not a problem. This SimJacker vulnerability will allow people to also send your phone's browser to any URL that they want to have all sorts of fun things happen to your phone. So after you have heard all of that, the last two things don't really seem scary now that you know they can get your location, your serial number, send messages on your behalf, rack up your phone bill by calling rate 900 numbers, that kind of things, uh, and spying on you by opening up the microphone and calling anybody they want, and by opening up any browser they want for a malicious payload. The last two seem pretty easy, which is they can perform a DOS attack on your device by disabling your SIM card. So basically, they can turn you off, which might be the safest way for you to be at that particular point after somebody has attacked your phone, but they can turn you off so you can no longer be on the network. And they could also receive some other information from your phone, like the language, radio type, battery level, and that, which I mean, hey, again, once the rest of this stuff has been accessed, I don't think that stuff is that big of a deal, but this is a real problem again because this isn't something that is a vulnerability in the software. This isn't something that can be easily patched with software. It's most likely going to take all of these SIM cards that are currently embedded with this software to be replaced. And the other thing to mention is that since this is on the SIM card level of your phone, you're not even aware that any of this stuff is going on. That is perhaps the scariest thing, again, for everybody out there. When we talked about the package showing up at your door, you could see it. You would know it was there. In the case of your phone, you might have already been hacked. Somebody may be listening to you right now. You could pick up your phone right now, look at it, go through the screen, look at all the settings. You have no idea while you're listening to my stupid podcast, somebody else is listening to you. There's no way to know because that is how ingrained in the system this particular vulnerability is. Again, because it attacks your SIM card and not the software of your phone. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what the technical details on this exploit are. As of right now, those details with a detailed paper and proof of concept of this vulnerability are scheduled to be released publicly in October. As with a lot of this stuff, when the vulnerability is found, the people that find them, usually if they're the good kind of hackers, turn around and tell people like the phone companies exactly what's going on and give them a chance to fix this before this thing goes absolutely crazy and gets exploited on a massive scale in the wild. So we'll see what that comes out in October, exactly what's going on. But they did say 
that users with devices from nearly every manufacturer, including Apple, ZTE, Motorola, Samsung, Google, Huawei, and even Internet of Things devices with SIM cards have been compromised. That's a scary thought. If your Internet of Things device has a SIM card as well, that just adds to the fun. According to researchers, the article here on the hackernews.com says all manufacturers and mobile phone models are vulnerable to the SIM jacker attack as the vulnerability exploits a legacy technology embedded on SIM cards whose specifications have not been updated since 2009, potentially putting, you know, over a billion people at risk. Yeah, that's billion with a B. And you're probably one of them. I'm probably one of them. We're all one of them. So we can feel good together knowing that our phones have almost zero security. And as a bonus, now that this vulnerability has been talked about and been publicly revealed, you can only expect that more malicious attackers are going to look at ways to take this even further and to go after the system of mobile network security even harder. So as of now, it is suggested that mobile operators take some immediate action that can at least slow this down, which is to block suspicious messages that contain any of these particular commands that would be going to the software that's burrowed deep inside your SIM cards. As a potential victim, though, it appears, as they point out here on the Hacker News website, there's really nothing that a mobile device user can do if they're using a SIM card that has this vulnerability on it, except requesting a replacement of the SIM that has proprietary security mechanisms in place. And uh, right now, I'm not really sure that exists. So be careful out there. Your phones may be spying on you, and there will be absolutely no way for you to know. This is really a hacker and stalker dream come true because all of the information on your phone is vulnerable as is your privacy again because somebody can dial into your phone and listen to the conversations that you're having they can find out the location you're currently at they can track you at any time they want really you could send one of these text messages every five minutes and follow you along as your day progresses without you even knowing it it's some scary stuff but again it's really exciting when looking at it from the technical aspect of this but this is the kind of thing that usually happens to you know one manufacturer or one operating system and it's something that can be fairly easily patched with software and before anybody really finds out how to exploit it heavily it's taken care of but in this case it's relying on a physical card I mean, I guess we should explain if you don't know, and maybe there's some people out there that don't know that every phone has a SIM card in it. It's a little piece of plastic and metal that every device has one. I know if you just keep buying phones, you maybe have never seen a SIM card before. If you've never swapped one from one phone into another, they're fairly cheap. I mean, Xfinity, the company that I'm with right now on mobile, if you want to switch over, They'll just send you some free SIM cards, so they're easy enough to get, but you may want to find a company, you may want to find a carrier right now that is patching this problem to make you safe, because as long as you have a SIM card that's vulnerable, you're vulnerable, there's not much you can do except turn your phone completely off, and even then, I'm not sure if that would work on some of these, if the battery's still in there, 
The hacker may still be able to access your information unless that phone's totally off. You'd have to pop it open. Take that battery out. Or hell, take a sledgehammer to the phone. And then you'll be hacker-free with absolutely no question about it. This really should be a wake-up call for everybody carrying around these little devices 24-7 that there's a really good chance they're not secure. There's a really good chance your data is being either stolen or sold without your knowledge. And there's a really good chance that if somebody wants to track you, they will find a way to do so. I mean, we just didn't think it was going to be as easy as send a text message to your phone to find out where you are. But this should scare everybody out there. It really does seem we are giving up way too much privacy and way too much security to have these little gadgets in our hands anytime, day or night. We'll be following up on this story as more information comes out. Until then, all we can tell you is understand what can happen and act accordingly. Every now and then, maybe turn this thing off, throw it in a Faraday cage. Maybe John McAfee isn't really that crazy after all. Or maybe he is, and he just got this one right. But it's going to be an interesting story to watch as it unfolds and see exactly how all of the major mobile companies handle it. As a quick follow-up of an episode we did not too long ago about Cafe Press, it took a while, took a couple of weeks without hearing anything from them, and then I said the magic words to them. I said, you know, I've given you a chance. And obviously, you don't want to respond, and that's fine. I'll just go over to the Illinois State's Attorney's website. And they have a very nice website, it turns out, where you can easily file a complaint. I said, I'm giving you one last chance. You know, if I don't hear from you by the end of the week, and this is Thursday, that I'm going to file a complaint with the Illinois State's Attorney's Office. And it turns out earlier today, I got an email that said, hey, on our next uh, billing cycle, we'll be sending you your cash. So I guess maybe uh, talking about it here on the Random Thoughts podcast worked and probably more likely threatening legal action is going to have Cafe Press allegedly finding somebody in their accounting department that can actually give me the money back that they had. Let's see. I don't want to say stolen, but let's just say pilfered for a little while. But we'll follow up on that too once that actually happens. So thanks for hanging out with me here on another episode of Random Thoughts. I know there are a lot of other podcasts out there and your time is valuable and there's only so many podcasts that you can follow. And I truly appreciate that you're listening to this one. If you really like what you're hearing, I hope you're already subscribed. If not, go over to Random Thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B Thoughts.com and click one of those subscribe buttons. You can get the episode on Apple, Android, or any of those other operating systems that are totally vulnerable to this horrible exploit that we just talked about in this show. But at least if somebody's hacking you, you can be entertained by listening to the podcast and hopefully be one step ahead knowing about these things before your friends do so you can scare them too. If you're so scared that you don't even want anything to do with phones anymore, feel free to click the little subscribe by email. And then anytime a new show drops, you can go to a secure location, get the email, and listen to the podcast any way you can get it. We appreciate you subscribing. And if you got any value out of this episode, feel free to go to randomthoughts.com and click that little donate button. Any amount is great. Nothing's too big. Nothing's too small. And you can even set up a monthly subscription if you'd like. 
and it is always appreciated when our listeners do so. So until next time, stay safe out there. It might be safer using tin cans and strings again. I'm just saying. I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.